Hey everyone, welcome back to Anthem the Game podcast. We are the Potato Heads, Brandon, Kendall, and Jared. Uh, just a couple reminders, we've created a PlayStation community and a Discord server. Uh, for the community, in case you haven't already, just search for Anthem the Game dash the Potato Heads and look for our logo. And then for the Discord server, um, you can either go to our Twitter page to find the link in the pinned tweet, um, or we'll make sure and have Jared put the link in the description. Right, Jared? <laughs> yes, we'll, I will we'll do that. We'll double and triple check to make sure it's there. Because, you know, Jared does everything around here. But... You'll never know. I can <laughs> edit I can edit the data, the metadata. <laughs> the metadata. The metadata. Okay. So in this episode, uh, episode 7.5, uh, thank you. We're going to continue the last episode of what we love about Anthem uh, since the release and also what is driving us nuts. Um, but first, before we go into that, Kendall is going to give us some news. Take it away, Why, yes. Um, so just today, we got a new patch that has updated a few things. Um, Only three games. One of which that is... The tethering timer for missions have been increased, which is a good thing, in my opinion. Uh, another <laughs> thing, Tyrant Mind Stronghold boss is now uncheesable. Uncheesable. You, no, <laughs> is, is that a new word? <laughs> yes, I just don't, coined don't it. Don't open that can of worms. I'm sure someone <laughs> can find a way it, now. So it was cheesable, and now it's uncheesable. Yes. Just to be um, clear. Right. Correct. Um, you can no longer open chests in strongholds. So chests are unreopenable. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Just to clear <laughs> Inscriptions for, um, I guess, gear and weapons um, are now specific to that item or javelin. Great update. Uh, masterwork crafting costs have been reduced. And then another good thing is once you've hit reached level 30, white and greens will not be dropping for you. That is nice. That is very nice. It's, it's very depressing when you're running hard or higher and then you see a white drop and you're like, you know, I think, I think my day now just got 100 times sadder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of bummed out that the tethering timer was increased. I kind of liked making people spawn in on me as I blaze through the stronghold. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a jerk. It it kind of is a race between all of us though cuz when we start <laughs> flying is. through there, we try to forget the first one there and it's always a, it's always so annoying when yeah. someone else has to pull us through. We're like, "Dang it, I didn't make it." Yeah, I'm like, "Kendall, no." And you're like, "Ha ha." respawn on me suckas that's my uh, job and <laughs> i'll be honest i think uh now that i think about it i ran the tyrant mine yesterday and it's not a glitch that you want but i i did the final shot on the boss as it was entering the ceiling and i don't think any drops came from it so hmm. interesting i mean i'm thinking back and i didn't get anything from that final encounter so note to self don't kill it as it's entering the hole in the ceiling it just disappears <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 
Okay, so let's uh, let's get back into it. Just continuing from what we were talking about um, from the last episode. So one thing that we found that is kind of annoying is the respawn system. Um, yeah. As I'm sure everybody has found out, when you die and you're sitting there waiting to be revived, um, you just have to kind of sit there and watch. There's not a lot to do. Um, so you're you're pretty much stuck down with something blocking your screen, like that big round thing that says um, you suck and you're dead. And then... <laughs> And then, you know, I I don't really see that screen. Mm. I've never seen that screen. I'm always reviving you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> I, how I never it goes. see the you suck you dead screen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll remind you next time. Okay. Okay. So uh, verbally, so um, a few things that that just they're they're kind of annoying. There's really minimal notification to other teammates when teammates are down. Yes. And then um, there's no buffer at, uh, when you revive somebody. So, like, uh, if you're in, like, a really tough spot and a lot of activity uh, and somebody comes and revives you, they pretty much have a good chance they're going to die, too. And that happens a lot. Yeah. So that kind of drives me crazy. And then if you have, like, teammates that just won't revive you, they're just, like, hiding behind a rock. <clears throat> <laughs> that, I do not do that. I, I hide never. We've I never hide yelled cliffs. at you to revive us ever. ever. Little rocks. And Little rocks never, don't stop I mean, anything. Always. No, but um, but it, it just when you're sitting there, like one time I didn't want to quit because I felt bad for abandoning my team, but at the same time I literally sat there for like 20 minutes while like guy in the back just was taking a shower in the waterfall. I don't know what he was doing, <laughs> but it, it, I, I really hope they do something about it. I'm sure they will. Cause I'm seeing this in a lot of forums. Yeah. Well, so. one thing that kind of bothers me about the whole thing is you can't spectate when you're dead. So you, mm-hmm. you, you can't actually help call out different things if, if that's part of whatever. Um, and then the other thing that really bothers me is that, um, Outside of the not spectating, you don't really know where your team's at other than, like, you can finally see this, like, white eye outline of them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's usually by accident. Bothering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You're like, that, oh, man. That's pretty messed up. But I didn't know he was down. I mean, they could go to, like, an Apex system where you spam the ping button. And you're just like, I'm yeah. dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead, I'm dead. Yeah, well, I thought about that, and I was like, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad yeah. thing. That can get that can get pretty annoying, almost as annoying as sitting there in peace waiting to be revived. At, at least yeah. you'd or get some better somebody. notification your teammate's down. That is you know? true. That is true. Yeah, like maybe they could say, uh, Guardian, uh, I mean, Freelancer down. Nice, <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> So a couple of good things, though. The timing seems pretty good. It doesn't take a long time uh, to to revive somebody. I mean, it might yeah. seem long when there's a lot of action going on, but it's not too bad, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then another really nice thing is when, when you get revived, you revive at full health. Um, that is Which true. was great. Sometimes I've actually thought about exploiting that, especially with Colossus, that he doesn't regen his health. 
Sometimes when my health is low, get respawn. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm like in a low life loop. Sometimes I'm like, maybe if I just die by my teammates, they can just revive me and I'll be full health. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And there's the loophole. Yeah. So, um, it would be nice to have some sort of timer, though, like maybe a timer in easier difficulties, and then like no timer at all in harder ones. I don't know. Yeah, 60 seconds of just sitting down, then you can respawn and have to fly back in. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, something like that would help go a long way in reducing the AFK players or just, well, you know, majority of situations where this happens. Yeah, yeah that would be nice. That's so. true. Yeah. Okay, cool. So on to the next one. So uh, we wanted to talk about javelins. We've had some requests from people... Um, on Twitter and various places to review the javelins. And um, we actually looked and we did a a review of the javelins after the demo in episode 3.5. So if if you want to listen to that review, you can go back and listen to episode 3.5. But what we wanted to do here was just basically talk about... um, from the demo to the main game, what we love and what we hate about them, maybe what's changed from the main game, and then also uh, maybe some tips. Um, so first, let's see. Interceptor, that's definitely Kendall. <laughs> Kendall <laughs> that is, is definitely me. They like Kendall's made that for you, for yes. sure. It yeah. is definitely my play style. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, a few things with the interceptor it does pretty much play the same as the demo um minor tweaks are they do have a few more things um because we didn't have them in the demo um but my my guess my go-to um setup i guess would be detonating strike spark dash and rally cry um those are just the support assault and strike systems for the interceptor but i i mostly just run those just because i feel like they work very well with um, myself if i'm playing by myself and as as well with other other people um one thing i don't like about the interceptor um is that the dash doesn't seem to be as quick as just jumping which is kind of odd since Hmm. it was kind of built for speed so yeah that is weird that's one thing that I guess I could say about the interceptor that is not necessarily I'm a fan of, but other than that, it's pretty, pretty, pretty well close to the same as before. What do you love about the interceptor? What do I love about it? I don't know. It just, uh, I mean, going back to the demo, it just, it fits my play style like to a T. I love being in the face of everybody and just going as fast as possible from enemy to enemy and just bouncing all over the place. So, Do, does it that, feel more squishy in the full game versus the demo? Um, uh, not really. It just depends on the situation because every situation is going to be different. So, mm-hmm. but, okay. I'll tell you what I hate about the interceptor is when I'm a colossus and I jump to slam, and the freaking crazy fast interceptor like slides in and kills everything before I can slam down. <laughs> I like, don't know what you're talking right about. <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, I'm like Kendall, kill thief. And then I just hear a quiet <laughs> laughter. 
Yes. <laughs> I can witness that. So I'm always in the background observing what's going on. Kendall is definitely a kill thief. <laughs> oh, please. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, it's hard. I guess it's hard not to be because the interceptor is so flipping fast, but. Yeah. It's annoying. There was, there was that one time, though, uh, because Kendall kept getting all the kills. I was following Brandon around because his Colossus is slow and I was taking his kills. So. <laughs> nice. How, nice. How dare you call me slow in my Colossus? Uh, okay. <laughs> You're a speedy giant. <laughs> there you go. Yes. That's better. All right. So Colossus. Uh, I'm obviously the Colossus. It's my main. I love it. I love it just as much as the demo. Um the shield is so much better than it was in the demo. Um, the shield was okay in the demo, but they they buffed it in the main game, and it, I think it made it more even because um, you still like the sh- the shield still deteriorates fairly quickly, but like most of the time, you can revive a teammate and protect yourself. Um, uh, which, by the yeah. way, that is a change from the demo. You can actually put up a shield to revive somebody. Hmm, um, that's nice. So let's see, um, a couple of tips, I guess, is um, the shield jump slam is a really good combo um, because uh, it, when you slam, when you actually do your, your melee, your shield goes away. And so if you can get good at jumping, putting up your shield and slamming, the reason you jump is because if you, if you try to melee with your shield out, you're just going to like slap them across the face with your shield. Um, but if you actually jump and hit melee with your shield out, you'll slam the ground and do area damage. So there's a tip for you. And then um, just make sure and pay close attention to health pickups. Um, Colossus kind of lives his life on the edge, where <laughs> he, he's if you're usually in the middle of the fight um, and you're slamming down, but your life's decreasing and it doesn't regen. So as long as you can pay attention to those little red triangles, um, then you can do quite a bit of damage in the middle of all the chaos. So um, I've constantly heard that you hardly ever use your weapon using the Colossus. Is that just because you're just spamming all the other things, or are you just mostly just slamming? It's the slam. Like... I we went through a strong the, when we went through the stronghold. What was it last night, night before? Um, I didn't fire a single shot until we started shooting the electric orbs. Uh, in like what is it the third phase where you're on the platform? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I realized I hadn't pulled out my gun because I changed my my guns and my gun setup, and then I went to shoot it and realized that I had changed it, and then I realized I haven't even fired a single shot. <laughs> I just been doing my abilities and the slam uh the whole time. So, I mean the guns are good, but man, that slam, especially when there's like a group of scars, you can just wipe them out super fast. So, yeah. Now, now let's yeah. be honest with ourselves and the listeners. Uh we haven't fully finished the campaign or even gone into the end game. So, this uh the these I guess changes that we've seen is really between level one and 30, mm-hmm. you know, as, as you're leveling and gearing, because I, the only mm-hmm. masterworks I have are a couple weapons, which doesn't do anything for my gear. Um, right. That's so true. just keep that in mind. I'm assuming once you enter like grandmasters and stuff, 
maybe doing the shield jump slam combo with Colossus might not be the best idea because you probably get hit a lot harder. Uh, so I don't true. know. Possibly. Plus, yeah, if you get like a sweet masterwork weapon as a Colossus, you might use your weapons more. And that's just me too. I mean, I have seen Colossus, uh, Colossus players, Colossi, use uh <laughs> nice <laughs> thank you use uh a lot of weapons but for me i like to be in the thick of it and so it's all about abilities and slam which yeah. is it's fine with me it's insanely fun as long as the the interceptor doesn't come in and steal my kills <laughs> this is why i have to hide behind rocks because you will die <laughs> no you don't have to hide behind rocks <laughs> <laughs> I All contribute, right. don't worry. <laughs> so on to the ranger. All right. So I'm going to cover the ranger. Uh, I know in episode 3.5, which <laughs> I don't like half episodes. <laughs> but, what? But That's the first time we're hearing this. You know, I don't know. It's this surprise. is 7.5. Who knows? <laughs> it could be worse. Uh, I, I mained the storm, though, during the demo. I really loved the storm at then. Um but I haven't actually played it besides just unlocking it here. So I'm going to cover some of the Ranger. Uh, we didn't really do a review on the Ranger in 3.5 because none of us mained it. So I'll kind of give hopefully a little bit more of my thoughts on the Ranger itself, but then also what I've been leaning towards as far as abilities, gear, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. It, first off, it's it's sort of your middle ground javelin in my opinion. Uh, it's very versatile as far as it can maneuver uh, pretty fast, but also um, has abilities um, and skills that kind of cover a wide range. Um, I, I jump around a lot, and I feel like I'm not slow by any means. Um, it has, similar to like a double dash, is if you time it right, you can jump, dash, jump, dash which gets you pretty far out of the way, even if you're overheated. Uh, and so I don't feel like I have to fly out of the way as much as just jump out of the way. Uh, yeah. and, and the ranger gives me that ability. So since I, I'm not one to be in the thick of it, I can get away pretty easily, which is nice. Uh, but other than that, it's sort of it's your Iron Man, and, he, and he's your, a well-rounded, all-around javelin. The gear choices, though, that I have gone through, uh, the main reason I chose the Ranger for this this round is because in the demo it felt kind of weak um, and not as powerful. Felt like its its ultimate didn't contribute a whole ton to the to the overall battle with your squad, um, and the weapons you were just sort of left with uh, what they had. But they added the pulse blast. And if you pre-ordered uh, Legion of Dawn, you probably saw the Pulse Blast Legendary. That one, I, I'm pretty sure that's that was the new item they had added. And I can tell you, I love the Pulse Blast. Like I've I've done, used Spark Beam and all those other things, but the Pulse Blast, just for the sheer fact of its ability to take down shields and combo, I love it. It has a little recharge time, but inscriptions can speed that up and increase its damage to the point where I, I just keep going back to it. I try other ones and I keep going back to pulse blast. 
Hmm. Um, I remember with Kendall, Kendall was with me. We were running a mission and I was stunning a, a Titan with a single pulse blast shot. Yeah, so, which is really nice. It's very nice. Yeah, <laughs> it, it made him miss his devastator <clears throat> shot every time. <laughs> yeah, because one thing they patched was the strength of the shields, because um, yeah. everyone is complaining about it. So it is nice to have something that can really take down their shields. You can work quickly. with that. Yeah, and yeah. and that's why I keep going back. It's just if you can take down the shields, you can run through ads like crazy. So uh, the second for me personal personally, I chose frost grenade. I've used the fire grenades. Uh, and, and sort of your the, the other grenades, sticky grenades. Um, I love your frost grenade. I keep going <laughs> back to frost grenade. It, just the sheer fact <clears throat> it sets up combos, but it's a good crowd control because those dang wolves run at you so fast that if mm-hmm. you can just stop them right there, you laugh at their face while you're shooting them with the pulse blast and you know destroy <laughs> them in a single yeah. shot. One of my um, favorite things is in the Tyrant Mine when... Uh, the the big thing goes up and all the scorpions come out and then you freeze all of the scorpions and I just slam down and combo all of them. Well, um, I th- I think it works with the interceptor because the interceptor gets an aura. So if I freeze something, then the interceptor combos on that thing that I froze. He gets an ice aura, which then everything he's attacking right next to him. So all those scorpions mm-hmm. then get frozen and then you slam. And it's just a huge combo chain. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And then all of us uh, get our our uh, super... Our ultimates back. Our ultimate, yeah. yeah. And then when the thing comes down, it just gets blasted. Like, that is yes. so fun to do. Yeah, so I, I've, ten, I, I've stuck with Frost Grenade. Um, plus, I can freeze all the turrets. It's just, for my play style, I'm kind of one that likes to control the situation instead of just going and try and destroy the situation. Uh, so frost grenade is my other choice. Um, as far as support, I've gone back and forth, but I've, I've stuck with the rally point, the shield, uh, it helps with me with reviving. So here's a question for you. You played the storm, like the whole demo. Yes. And, and now you've played the ranger pretty much the whole main game, right? Yes. Yep. Do you, uh, yeah. Do you like it better? That That's really hard question because each javelin is almost like a like like we mentioned in 3.5 it's a complete new experience because each javelin is a different type of character or class or however you want to say it so do i like it better than the storm no i mean if i had to choose one it would probably be storm but in the same way the ranger just has certain abilities that i think the storm is not able to do so do you still think it's the hashtag combo king I'm going. I'm going to redact that because Combo <laughs> King is now based on how you build. Every every class has the ability to combo if you just set it up correctly. I don't. I, I think back then we may not have understood what comboing was as much as we should have. Yeah. Um, for sure. But now, now experiencing the game, you can develop any type of build on any javelin to help with comboing like even the colossus flamethrower and then slam you should be able to combo yourself right yeah yeah so well not flamethrower but like some sort of ability yeah no i I did i did notice that i i set up my my interceptor um i because i've played with several different ways or combos or whatever um for my gear and I set it up in a way that when I'm playing with you, it works perfect when, you, when I play with you guys. But when I play by myself, it doesn't work. So I have to switch it up 
So that's uh, well, and that's, that's why they that's have interesting. They have different loadouts. So you yeah. go to the forge, switch your loadout, and you're good to go. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna redact the combo king and maybe call uh-huh. him the combo ranger because combo you can't ranger. go wrong there. <laughs> no more combo king, darn it. Nope. All so. right. So uh, the storm, since none of us have really played the storm a whole lot, uh, what we did is we went in the Discord server and we asked uh, any storm players if they had some tips or impressions in the main game. Um, and they gave us permission to use their names. And uh, just a disclaimer here, I'm probably going to butcher your name. And I apologize <laughs> ahead of time. So You can uh, DM him and chastise him. Yeah, you can uh, send me a middle finger emote if you want to. But <laughs> anyway, uh, Lazarich, um, is it Lazarich or Lazaric? Anyway. Yes, one of oh, those. Okay, one of those. He said, always be hovering. Uh, make sure and freeze enemies for everyone to combo. And then he said the shock and fire would also work. And then don't forget to blink dodge. I have no idea what blink dodge means, but I'm sure you storm players do. Yeah, I think it's when you're when you're hovering and just dodging. It's it's. Oh, like when you disappear and you shift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. S- similar in like uh, Destiny, where the hunter has its weird dodge. Got it. So yeah. So so is that like when the Colossus or, or, is like I guess or can't I guess dodge what? at all? No, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. The Colossus <laughs> just is like I pull up a shield. That's my dodge. He's yeah. like yeah. Anyway, all right. So uh, the next one, Bearded Finch. Um, I'll just read exactly what he said. He said the storm feels great while leveling, and also in the end game, there are a couple of masterwork components which are bugged or broken, but otherwise they have a few different builds, which all feel really viable at Grandmaster difficulties. His favorite weapons are the Avenging Herald. Um, he's, and then he said it's the, uh, the blast back, the heavy pistol masterwork. Um, for, and, from what I hear, cause, Oh, sorry, I cut you off, but it gives you a 200% weapon damage okay. while hovering. Uh, I saw a video where that ability stacks. So if you have two of them, it's a 400% increase. Holy cow. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So he also recommended the Thunderbolt of Evenia. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. Um, it's the Masterwork Scout Marksman Rifle, which calls down lightning on your enemies. And he said that's great for shields. Um, and then I know I'm going to destroy this name. Rob Satch? Rob Sack? Rob Shack? Rob Shack? Rob Shack. Rob Shack. Sorry, bro. We're destroying it. Anyway. He said, I've used a storm since the demo and it's the first game I've ever played that draws me into the mage type character. It feels so natural hovering over the battlefield and raining down the pain. I prefer ice and lightning stacked so far, but still trying to find my best balance. So anybody playing the storm, um, there are a few reviews from guys that have been maining it in the, in the full release. Um, but I'm pretty sure here soon, uh, Jared or one of us is going to switch to it and we, you know, we might talk about it more in a in another episode. I mean, we, if you're, if we you're should lucky. just run a full squad of storms. <clears throat> we should just, just see how it us. how it yes. goes. <laughs> if you're lucky, we'll review it in a point five episode. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> or maybe another version. Anyway, maybe. All right, so we've talked a lot about uh, different topics about what we love and what we are 
uh, what's driving us nuts in Anthem so far. Uh, but one final thing, uh, we want to talk about one thing that we absolutely love and is actually really surprising about Anthem, and that is the overall Anthem community. Uh, it, it's been pretty interesting to see how the fans have responded. And of course, there's been negativity, like people have been like, oh, I crashed, I'm not playing again, or I read the reviews, whatever. But I think more than not, uh, what we're seeing is uh, we're seeing a lot of love and understanding um, despite all the problems. And I, I mean, I've been playing games for a long time, and I don't think I've ever seen players be as patient and understanding as yeah. this game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think just the the whole idea of everyone just understanding that this is just a, the beginning of Anthem is just awesome. The fact that they they are still coming back to it and playing it, even though there are some issues that that are going to be fixed. <clears throat> some they <issues>. still <laughs> they still are showing a lot of love towards everybody and still loving the game. So well, and beyond that i think a lot of it could be attributed to the fact that bioware and their devs are still maintaining as much as they can the transparency and communication with the community i mean so far it's been two weekends in a row we've had bug fixes and patches to try and improve quality of life and then end game you know with with this latest loop patch which is three and a half gigabytes if you haven't downloaded it yet at least for playstation but I think that contributes a lot to the community not being so bitter because can you imagine with all these issues, if Bioware didn't say anything and we're just completely silent? Yeah. I I think we'd see a completely different situation right now. I think games have died from that too. Uh, Yeah. Like I, I've played, uh, I've played games that had bugs. Like um, one particular game had a bug where you would just drop out completely. Like the game would just shut off and and you go on like twitter or or you know their site or forums or whatever and they're just silent and a lot of people were like okay like if if there's no fix in sight i'm just gonna stop playing um you know but they've been really open and i can only imagine as a bioware dev you spent uh, how many years on this game developing it making it great um and it, it's got to be tough to get like a lot of negative feedback and see all the negative reviews um, and, and keep going. But I think what keeps them going is how terrific the community has been. It really has been. I mean, it helps too that the game is like completely gorgeous and amazing to play. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, like a, there's a review I read this morning actually and the guy, uh, he said, I haven't played Anthem as much as I would have liked to, um, but this is what I found so far. And reading his review, I realized he probably played the game for like, you know, 20 minutes from what he was saying and then decided to write like a three-page review. And I just, I don't think that's realistic. And I think the community can see through it now too, especially since they're having fun. So Anyway, those of you listening, good job. Keep it up. And I, uh, the game, not only does it have potential, it's great to play. And so, you know, I think as long as we can stay positive about it, 
and they're open, then it will evolve into something even better, even though it's pretty yep. great right now. So it's what it's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I'll, <clears throat> all right. So the next episode, we're going to talk about the campaign. Uh, we're going to go into the story and then we're going to talk about Endgame because by next episode, we should all three, I promise, all three of us <laughs> be through the story and well into the end game. And, and by then as well, I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be there too. So we, we can, uh, you know, dive into that. Yeah. We, I, I have noticed that even though a lot of reviews are out there and there might be a lot of people who are in the end game, uh, I, f- I feel like we progressed at a decent pace and we're just barely hitting level 30 and entering that end game. So mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of, of at least people who we can relate with who are working a lot more and just don't have as much time to level up. Uh, hopefully by this time, we're all kind of approaching that those final missions, those or that grind for gear sort of stuff. And, and we can talk about it without spoiling too much. Yeah. So, well, and I would also like to add that if you guys are having some some problems with something or you need some help with with playing or whatever, um, just shout out on a, on the community page or even the Discord, and maybe we'll come out and help you out. Yeah, yeah. we love playing with people from Twitter, Discord, uh, the PlayStation community. Um, it's it's super awesome to connect with everybody. So. If we're online, we'll we'll try and uh, post if we have time to play, um, and just so just keep an eye out for that. We've had a few people hop into our party and and help us awesome. with a few missions, and uh, we even saw some calls for help on Discord, um, or at least comments about people who haven't been able to run certain activities yet, and so we we were able to invite them in and run them through some of those activities so just helping each other out allows our own community to be good and then uh and uh continue to be good anthem community yeah all right so thanks guys and we'll catch you next time